0: All right, go ahead, and talk. Mm-hmm. Say you're listening to the Word Bros podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say you're listening to the Word Bros podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> you are to listening the to the Word, Word Bros, Bros podcast. The what's up everybody welcome to a brand new episode of word bros we're in the middle of a kickstarter grind actually this is going to come out towards the end of the kickstarter grind probably like with maybe like three days left uh so yeah so it's been a long 30 days but hopefully we're celebrating and super happy when this comes out and and we survived
1: and if if we are celebrating and super happy i won't be super happy for long because i promised uh all you assholes that back i'm just kidding no (laughs) <laughs> I, I promised all you guys that back the I'm toe. Not taking it out, you said it. I was just fucking around. You got to live uh, with it, baby. I will live with it and do the toe of Satan for my penance because that's what will happen. There you uh, go. I promised them a toe of Satan, so it will happen. But it, only if we fund. I'm not Jeez. doing it if we don't. I'm not stupid. I'm well, not why doing would if, you do oh, it if we don't fund? That's just that's just that, you trying to get your rocks off, baby. No, that's not what that is. But but we're here with a fellow podcaster, uh, Adrian King from Adrian Has Issues, and he's amazing. And uh, take a listen. Have, right, we haven't and, talked them um, like a year or, or something like. Yeah, that. Yeah, it's
2: been a while, and I hate the fact that if, like, time flies as quickly as it has, because there were some people I really wanted, to, like, you know, get in touch with again, and then I'm like, what well, was that someone like I talked to him on a show, and they look at the date and I'm like, oh my god, they must think I must have ghosted.
0: <laughs> ghosted <laughs> us. Well, now is the time, and we are recording at this moment. We are talking to Adrian from the podcast. Adrian has issues. Hello, Adrian.
2: Hey, how are you? And um, well, first off, nice like to meet you officially, because
0: this yes. is surreal. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't like, say the voice. Surreal is a weird word to use, um, but yeah, no, here I am. I- I'm a man just like everybody else in the flesh, bro, in the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dude like you and Kevin,
1: and we're all
0: just dudes making podcasts and talking about comics and
1: stuff. And to be fair, dude is Bob's respective word for everybody, so yes. you know, everybody's everybody is a dude. Dude has no... It's
2: like a Kel Mitchell from like Good Burger, you know, where it's like, it was, you know, everybody was a dude kind of thing. Yes. Like, I forget yes. the song.
0: Dude where has like, no gender. A dude is right. just dude. It's just dude. Everybody's a dude.
2: <laughs> well, very. thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it, and I know I'm not exactly a comic book writer per se, so uh the fact that you had me on the show, it's like, all right, now I really well, have to step up.
0: I mean, we've had other podcasters on before, so it's not a big deal at all. Now, tell us about Adrian Has Issues, the podcast that you do.
2: All right. So, well, let's well, to, to kind of answer that question, I have to go back a little bit. It originally had started as Adrian and Atlas Have Issues okay. going back summer of 2013. Me and a buddy of mine, Atlas, who I had worked with at a couple of jobs and really good friends with you know we would essentially have these conversations talking about the books we read and like any friends you know the things that you talk about you know we'd have these really fun observations and one day I just went to him I was like hey do you want to do a podcast and he's like all right and that went on for about <laughs> two and a half years and I think at the time as we were doing the show and you know we would talk about movies talk about comic books Towards the end of that run, and then at the start of Adrian has issues, which is now going January 2015. I started thinking about wanted to do something different because to me, I've been reading comics pretty much since you know I was a little kid. My father handed me my first comic, and then yelled at me because I read too many of them. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, I was just always in love with the format and you know, as a reader, you know, pick up an issue of X-Men or usually for me, predominantly Marvel, you know, be like, I like this book. I like this book, you know, and then of course picking up Indies. And at the time it was like, I thought about what it was like as a creator, because, you know, I just buy the books. I read them. I say I enjoy them. I didn't enjoy them. I like this part. So I didn't like this part. And to me, like, I wanted to know more about the people who made them. Okay. And then I kind of thought about not only just comic books, but just all sorts of people. Cause a lot of people I knew and a lot of the guests early on in agent has issues where people I knew either from online or even personal friends of mine, some of them were actors, some of them were musicians. Uh, some of them were, you know, just people I knew from around the way. And the idea was whether you were the comics, music, movies, whatever, whether you were accomplished, you know, performer or not, I just wanted to sit down with people who like to geek out about certain things, whatever the case may be. So, that's been going on. It'll be, wow, shoot. Then 15, it'll be about three, four years come that's January. That's cool. great. Yeah. I I really enjoyed the process. And basically, the idea is getting to know, you know, the creator behind the art.
1: Which so, is great. That's a great way to yeah, go about... Yeah, that's pretty much like,
2: like the best way to kind of kind of comprise you know what i've sort of been saying as opposed to my drunken rambling
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's just the best way that we feel too that that you go about getting to know who who is making the comics today is is who basically like who who the person behind the book is can get you more interested in the project itself um due to the person i i that. yeah i
0: believe oh i mean well anytime and something that you're doing i think is very cool for Creators, and I think creators are foolish not to take you up on it because anytime a creator can establish a bond outside of the creative property they're working on, it becomes a personal bond. That relationship is going to last longer because if you're an artist and you're talking to Adrian on Adrian has issues. And you heard him on the podcast and you go, wow, this guy's really cool. I really like him. I'm not super fond of the book that he's drawn, but maybe I'll pick it up because he seems like a nice guy. Or you know what? I'll check <laughs> out. I'll, seriously. I mean, I'll check out his website because he seems cool. And oh, maybe I'll buy a commission from this guy because he was really funny on the podcast. So I think stuff like that has a lot of longevity and a lot of legs. I mean, it, it isn't a coincidence that people uh, that are genuinely liked by others tend to do well in any field, if that right. Makes- you know,
2: no, that makes perfect sense, and that was sort of the idea because not even from a consumer standpoint, I think having an appreciation for what people do, and you know you of course, being you know writers and creators yourselves but also podcasters, you know a lot of work goes into what you do and everything you do,
0: oh yeah, totally because
2: sometimes. I think you know there's that saying, you know if it were easy, everybody would do it, mm-hmm. and i what I wanted to do is, of course, having fun along the way is just show people you know this is not just stuff that you know people put out into the world, you know, just you know for the heck of it, like there's people's this is liars, serious people's stuff, feelings. son, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like they you know like this is my life, you know, this is we my struggle the games, here. this
0: is what we do, son.
2: that's exactly that and I just wanted to find a way to kind of show people that I was like look I can you know you can read a book or listen to this song and be like oh that's great or that sucks and I'm like well maybe there's a reason why you feel that way and maybe it doesn't suck but maybe getting a better appreciation for what it is maybe you'll have
0: you or know, being just, a little more
2: critical about
0: it. You know what? Or it could just simply be that the person who's listening to this sucks, and maybe that's why it's not good because you suck. <laughs> 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 the at all. Maybe well, it's just the listener is a total douche and they just ruin it for everybody. I mean, it's a possibility. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I mean, gonna, you know, some people like that, so yeah, it, it happens. Yeah. I'm not going to completely throw it out of the realm of possibility.
2: Well, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm going to completely confess this that. I mean, granted, I'm still highly opinionated, but you know, <laughs> there was a time where it was almost worst, where it's just like, meh. You know, it's like that thing of, oh, you know, in your twenties, your teens, you're like, eh, you know, everything sucks. Yeah. Knowing so <laughs> full well that, oh, this thing sucks. Like, look, it doesn't suck. You spent the better half of three days straight listening to that album or reading that book, and like, damn, you're crying over it. It Doesn't suck. You just don't want people to realize that you're a giant fool
0: yeah and i think you know and i think it's and like especially with the comic book community and i don't want to uh uh i guess throw darts at these people because i mean there are some great folks there's some great people that love comics but there is that section of the comic book store they hate fucking everything (laughs) (laughs) like you like you name something and they just hate it and they'll tell you why they hate it and they tell you how good it used to be but i always wish that i could go back in time and hear them talk about what used to be awesome then because i bet it sucked then because everything sucks like what do you think of the new punisher oh it sucks dude it's such bullshit like that oh he would never say that or he would never well what about what about that new uh, Spider Man book? That new Spider Man book sucks. What about that new Batman? Oh, that new Batman book sucks. It's like, then what are you doing here? Like, What, what do you even,
1: why are you even buying
0: comics? I think you're yeah. just there to complain about everything sucking. And that's, I mean, that's a great life. I mean, oh, my
1: I- favorite thing to hear and now, Now, both of you guys have probably heard this at the comic store, and I've heard it uh, once or twice at, at, a, at a shop or two. Um, is I could write Batman better than that or whatever? Yeah, like, I have heard that. Like, no, you. And can't. I'm like, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you think, bro, until you get that Batman property in your hands, and then you're gonna write it, and then people are gonna go, man, this fucking sucks. I can, I <laughs> can. <I'm laughs> this guy, that's you over there in the comic book store, and you'll, be, and you'll be all meek in the comic book store too. You'll be like, hey, man, I'm picking up this new Batman. It's great. I'm the writer. Man, that new Batman sucks. And that guy's gonna say, I could do better. <laughs> and kevin kevin is
0: my witness like he has asked me like what property would you like to do if you could do a property like which one would you like to do and i'm always like i don't know because like i don't i don't think that way like kevin has this big idea for he always wants to do uh iron fist like blue cage and iron fist he wants to do that book but like oh, I, I
2: feel like he would totally be like I'd, like real talk though i think you would nail that yeah that so do i it. i think
0: you'd be i think you'd be really good at it but when i like i don't know man i would like to write a snoopy comic like i think that would be
1: that'd funny. be awesome i think you would do a great job like, at that it's, I don't, a, it's a talking animal comic of course yeah. you'd crush it <laughs> but no it's actually i don't actually first off snoopy
0: doesn't talk he no emotes. but like he emotes and he, like he emotes and sometimes he has imagination bubbles uh like he'll have thought bubbles and i don't even really i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie to you i don't really even care for that I like, I like silent Snoopy. That's silent Snoopy. But like, if I read a, a, a comic that has Snoopy with thought bubbles, I'm not just going to go, Oh, this sucks. Cause he's got thought bubbles. <laughs> I'm and, and I'll still enjoy it. <laughs> that's because I want to enjoy my life in the medium that I've chosen now. Um, so you've been doing this podcast, Adrian, you said by yourself for four years, congratulations on that. Like, well, uh, it
2: definitely wasn't by myself. Eileen would, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention all the work Eileen has put in. No, you the show. already said
0: that you did it by yourself. Don't, you can't go back on your on it now. Like,
2: <laughs> no, because if I don't mention her, she'll, you know, and rightfully so, she would kick my ass because, again, I don't, yes, I'm more often than not, you hear my voice, but I don't do the show by myself. There's no okay. way. All right. <laughs> okay. I would lose my mind sometimes because the behind the scenes stuff, and this is a little inside anyone who's podcasting, the recording part's fun. It's all the actual post-production stuff is. It can be nerve-wracking.
0: See, I feel that way sometimes with this podcast because Kevin does a lot of stuff, but uh, when we record, I ha- I tend to uh, bulldoze him. Not intentionally. It's just because I never shut the fuck up, and I'm and I'm also like a broadcasting professional. Like that's what I kind of do. Quote. And I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so there are times like when we're interviewing somebody or whatever that I'll just kind of not stop because I
1: just. I don't know. Well, I, but you, get, you get more ideas and questions because you've done this professionally. So yes. I'm just now, I'm, and now that we're in like our second year, this is Word Bros season two. Season two, I, Word Bros. I think I've like, I think I've stepped up some, but the, the first time, the first season I would keep quiet because like you had more questions and sometimes you would ask the question I was going to ask. So I was like, oh, that's what I, and I said that a couple of times. I was, yeah. That's what I was going to ask. So that's cool. My but brain is
0: smart sometimes. I don't know what that know. says. If my brain shares thoughts with your brain. Uh, that's it's like-
1: really weird. Maybe that's why we write comics together. Yeah, that can be dangerous for everybody. (laughs) But you know what, though? That is a
2: great point. And also, congratulations on, you know, your second season. The fact that, because, let's, let's, um, I can't even listen to my old stuff sometimes without, I don't want to say cringing, because that's not the right word. But, you know, like any show or any long-running, you know, storytelling, you know, venture, the first, the, the introduction can be a little tougher than some, but
0: yeah. No, I agree, because like, even even going back and reading stories that I've written in the past, like, yeah, I've got some comics that I wrote back in the day, and I read and go, okay, this ain't great, but you can find some good things about it, and even as a broadcaster myself, I could go back and listen to old tapes that we used to do and go, okay, this ain't great, but I can see what, what's good about it, and I can see what people like.
2: Right, because so. it is very easy to kind of go, and, well it's not how I was hoping it would turn out. So then I think there's a lot of people and again, no disrespect because it's not easy. It's hard to get past those first hurdles because there's so much stuff that happens where it's easy to say, well, and honestly, after three, four years, you still have those every often. At least I do. So the fact yeah. that even with that, you know, you're still doing it, you're still kind of making around, you're still working at not only this, like, but also just your, your projects together. Like that's the best part is, you know, just to keep going with it. Cause I think it's so easy to just stop when it isn't really working out at first.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I
1: feel Yeah. You. yeah. I mean, did we've been name? like, Oh, I'm sorry, Kevin, go ahead. You're good. We, uh, we've been doing comics since before we did the podcast together. So, um, one day, Bob just said the, almost the same thing you were talking about with you and Atlas. So basically, that's how this came about. So it's funny that you mentioned that because that's, I think that's how podcasts are born. Somebody goes, Hey, we should probably do a podcast and talk about comics and talk to other comics professionals about making comics. And I was like, Okay, I'll do that. And he was like, Cool, let's do it. And then we did. And here we are. And here we
0: are. On <laughs> yeah. yeah. a raggedy edge. Yep. On the <laughs> living on the end of a lightning bolt. Now, um, Now, yeah, man, so um, this is kind of, and I don't want to sound, this is kind of a backdoor way for you to interview us because your podcast was booked up and we didn't have guests throughout the holiday (laughs) season. So,
2: okay, are you asking what I think you're going to ask because if so, I'm, I'm kind of, you know what, that is a good, that is awesome. That is a nice segue.
0: Well, I mean, I'm not, because, I mean, that's he's the way it was. He's <laughs> a professional, Adrian. That's the way it was presented to me. It was presented like, hey, we are going to go on Adrian's pod. And I was like, oh, that's cool. He's like, yeah, but he doesn't have any, he's, he's booked up solid, so we're going to have him on our show. And I do Either way, way. You know what's so like, about that, podcasting and he can ask it questions. It works.
2: Yeah. Because <laughs> so I way. felt so bad because once, you know, the opportunity came to discuss the you know, you guys are working on um, Chase the Moon. I hope I'm saying that correctly because like yeah. I, I just try. got off of work and I pretty much knocked back this tall boy. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was really excited, and Kevin knows this. I've had a great time chatting with him on the show and, and interacting online, and I like to make sure I support the people who not only I, whose work I enjoy, but also just are just good people. And I felt bad because, you know, I now with my schedule being so crazy I had to kind of book in advance. So I was like, damn, I really would love to talk about this because this looks nuts. And anything regarding werewolves, I'm like, I'm already kinda of tuned into that. So
0: <laughs> Yes, there well, are that's
1: werewolves. good. There are
0: there, there are werewolves in the book. Um it's it's a fun book. Uh it's kind of it would be like if the film say anything and uh warriors and like the 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 stable of universal monsters had a baby and this movie and this and this comic book came out that's how we put kind of put this thing together
1: it's it's kind of like a a a, a amalgamum of different things we loved oh that's Amal- a good word yeah thank you man i'm, I'm a writer sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it's an amalgamum of of different things that we love um monsters uh, 80s kind of uh, action horror seen through the lens of John Har- Carpenter. So it's kind of like um, West Side Story meets um, the warriors with monsters.
2: Yeah. So,
1: so it's really fun. I it's just
2: it's <laughs> great. One
1: of the, Kevin was
0: working on the book um, kind of separately without me um, doing some stuff with it. And then it just kind of, as these things tend to do, like sometimes they just kind of die on the vine. And then Kevin and I actually started working together as a writing team, and he was like, well, I got, you know, we were kicking around ideas after finishing a project, we finished a one shot, we were like, so let's, what do you want to do next? And Kevin kind of threw this idea out there. And I was like, that sounds pretty cool. And then we just kind of started to go, well, what about this? Well, what about this? Well, what about this? And it's like, you're playing, you know, tennis back and forth, and you're just hitting the ball back and forth to each other. And, And the idea kind of builds and the, and the story that you're working on kind of builds, and you just kind of go from there. And then we finally had this this structure of you know monster gangs with a human you, you know with a human female and a monster boy who love each other and then blah blah and it just kind of kept building and then we kept adding more elements to it and then it turned into to what it is now and then drew moss our dear friend and talented super artist got involved and he you know we pitched him the idea after Kevin had pitched it to him previously, I completely forgot about that. Like Kevin was telling Drew about this idea and drew initially when he first heard it was like, it needs work. And then after, (laughs) after, well, I mean, he's, I mean, he was right. I mean, because I thought it needed work too. And that's what we do. I mean, as, as creatives and as friends and as partners in writing, like, an idea will need work. Every idea needs work. So I can come to Kevin and go, "Hey, I really want to do a story about a talking monkey." And he's like, "Yeah, okay. Well, we've done like nine of those. <laughs> what's this one? <laughs> now, what's going to make this
1: one stand out?" Yeah, we need something more than just the talking monkey. Right? Yeah, and then we just kind of There
0: you go. <laughs> and then keep that one for free.
1: And then we just kind of <laughs> went. You know, we just kind of went
0: with it, and then we repitched it to Drew, and he was like, "All right, this is this is perfect. Let's do it." So now we're on Kickstarter. And we've got like seven days
1: left, um, so and, we're and, and we're stressed out. <laughs> yeah, we're just kind of working
0: it out, you know. And
1: we're questioning our life choices. That's what Kickstarter makes you do. Oh yeah.
2: But uh, uh, <laughs> well, by so, the same token, though, like, I and I've seen this happen a lot, and not even anything that I haven't involved in or spoken to the creators about. It's worth doing, because imagine if you didn't do it, because I don't know, like you said say anything in Monsters, and anything 80s related, I'm kind of a junkie for, so.
1: This is the book for you, Adrian.
2: (laughs) Right, and that's why I thought it was so cool. And even if, let's say, you know, hypothetically speaking, you know, I know you guys are stretched out over to Kickstarter, though, but I still think it's a a worthwhile storytelling.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, we, we do too, like, and, and like what Bobby was saying about it. Um, like, we basically combined a lot of different things from a, different places. If, if Bobby didn't get involved with it, my original pitch for it was just basically kind of like, uh, the Lost Boys, except for with werewolves, and uh, they were fighting, they, they were fighting this group of vampires. And like, and, and yeah, that and, and that's, that's kind was- of normal and been done before, you know.
2: Right. And not for nothing, Kevin, and something I've always admired about your work is the kind of why not attitude. You know, like when we first talked about um, Oathbound. Right. You know, and, you know, talking to you and Paul Gorey about it, like this idea of it's Western, but it's also fantasy. And most people would be like, the hell? You know, but it was like the, well, this is what we're doing. Deal with it. <laughs> You know, and even then, with the uh, Not Forgotten anthology, it was very much like this "why not" attitude regarding the stories. And I think, if nothing else, that's still the part that I respect most. You know, for because there's a lot of stories where I'm like, I don't necessarily know if this is something for me, but the right. fact that whoever created it or at least helped birth it, they were so behind it, you can't help but you know get into it.
1: Oh, right, right. And also, I mean, like you said, why not? Like, why not do a story where, in the world where there's monsters that uh, have come out of the shadows and are trying to live amongst humans um, due to all the strife that has happened over the years between monsters and humans, and now they're trying to put that all behind them and and live kind of of together because the monsters are separated from the humans because humans are still afraid of them. They've only been out for about, uh, out in the public eye for about, I think we said something like 40 years or something yeah. like that. So, cause right. the, the basis of the basis of the story started in something that Bobby was doing because, because we were talking about doing this too, was called a uh, temple in the dark squad, which is what he was working on when we first started doing this. And and that was about, uh, and it was an IRS agent, right, Bobby? That was a uh, temple. <laughs> it, it was something like that, but it was, it was kind of like the idea would
0: be the untouchables, untouchables for monsters
2: Mm-hmm. See, God damn it! See, I'm I'm into that. Like, Untouchables is my shit. Like, all right, which monster is yelling at
0: No, no, no! Like, this would be like a squad of humans that are that kind of do like monster crimes. Like, they're sent to investigate monster like activity. Oh, oh I monster thought
2: crimes. the monsters were the investigators. I thought that was. Okay, you I was s- slightly confused.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, but either way, it works. I mean, that's what that's, and when you're, and that's the thing, like, you can kind of go any way with it, but like, yeah, I think we even, I think we even mentioned, like, somebody on his team would have been a monster, so, like, there would be a monster there, but it would be that like. Is, that is, know, what it was, yeah, there's three of them. Okay. There's, there's crimes, there's these monsters and humans that live together, and it's kind of, did you ever read the wild card books? No. Okay, well, it's George R.R. R. Martin. It's pretty sweet. But um, anyway, it would just be like these monsters live together and crime happens
1: where they live. And there's a group of people that investigate these crimes. And that's the Dark Squad. So so oh. what we did was we took the Dark Squad and put them into Chase the Moon, but and, and but aged it up uh, 60 years. Yeah. So from the 20s to the 80s. And, and said that we could go back and do this Dark Squad story after we do the Chase the Moon story. Because we feel like the 80s setting might be more interesting to set the first story in. And then we can go back to the 20s eventually and people might be more interested after they see the world of the monsters evolve from like the 80s on. Uh, and then we can go back and tell the 20s stories where the monsters are just first coming out of the shadows, which would be different kinds <laughs> of stories.
0: It's world building.
1: Yeah, so that's yeah. what we did. That's basically what and we did. If you doing world.
0: that where
2: you're kind of dealing with them in these different time periods, there's so much material to mine from <laughs> And I almost kind of see it as their influence, you know, you know. They were involved in so many parts of history that people weren't even aware of, but because again, they're freaking monsters. You're not necessarily gonna put that in a history book.
1: Yeah, right.
0: So but yeah, I yeah. mean, so it's it's, it's different. We're we're just kinda yeah, and hopefully the, the plan with the Kickstarter is to Get this book done with Drew, and then do more books with Drew, because I mean we have more ideas that we've wanted to do and and with Kickstarter, the beauty of it is, like you said, if you've got an idea, why not see if other people are into it and get your and get your books out there I mean, I don't know Kevin and I were talking about this I don't know if I want to kind of stress through doing another. $25,000 Kickstarter but like I would love to do one for like five grand and get a book made and you know get a single issue out there and then keep kind of building on it like that because this $25,000 shit is for the birds
1: yeah we it's, both agreed on that
0: <laughs> it <like> gets constant <laughs> it's constant stress and like you know you're just beating up people on Twitter and you're on social media 24 hours a day and you're just wait
2: are you physically beating up people?
0: Are you confessing the crime right now? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm a keyboarding, accosting people. Please back our book. Please, please. <laughs> and you're like calling <laughs> in friends
1: and fans like,
2: <laughs> Yeah, and that I, I'd imagine. I've never done a Kickstarter, but my God, I I get stressed out just even being a part of that like shit i get stressed out just even well, a podcast being well, like oh my god i really hope somebody listens to that. it's also
0: kind of it's also kind of stressful too in the sense that like it's also just more rejection like as opposed to being rejected by a publishing company you're being rejected by the entire internet
1: <laughs> and it's daunting at that level too because you know, the
0: I don't like anything. I mean, for God's sake.
1: And, and, well, and also, here's the other thing people don't really know the cost of this shit. Like, it's really weird because someone's like, oh, doing another $25,000 Kickstarter, eh? So you're trying to, like, up your bank account. And I'm like,
2: uh. Yeah, no. because that's exactly what that is. No, but <laughs> real, realistic shit, though. That's the one thing, whether a project succeeds and exceeds their stretch goals or doesn't get close, that's the beauty of Kickstarter because. I think it's kind of shined this light on multiple industries where people are now seeing the amount of money that goes into something that, at least in it's okay. We'll put it in this context of comic books because obviously this okay. is what this yeah,
1: is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that.
2: A lot of people, and I'm myself included, which is why when I started doing the podcast, opened my eyes up to a lot of stuff. Because, again, it was so easy to pick a book off the rack, flip through it, put it in a bag and a board, never touch it again. Not realizing that that book was somebody's entire life where, you know, whether it was sacrificing time, money, you know, all this other stuff to put their sometimes literal blood, sweat, and tears into a book. Right. And, and people, I think, generally speaking, and this is something that now with where pop culture being brought into the mainstream. I think people are still not aware of just how much at least financially goes into making a book. And I'm saying to myself, Oh, this is pretty easy. And that's, I know a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, how do we get the comic industry make comics? And I'm like, that's true. But that's, it can be very limiting if you don't have the right resources. No, no so, yeah, I mean, When, I see, t- totally when right. I see Kickstarters that are going for like 25 grand, you know, you know, me of yesteryear would have gone, that's a lot of money. That, that, you know, that's a lot. of That's probably going into like a new car or something. Like, but no, that's that's all going into the book because not only the course you're paying your creators, and you know if you're printing yourself, and especially since yeah. a lot of Kickstarter comics, they mean not they're not necessarily for a large publisher. This is all grassroots. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. What you have to think about is this. Hope Nicholson put it out, and I retweeted it because I wanted people to see what her base cost on estimating what it costs to do a graphic novel anthology, which is completely different than the way we've done our two Kickstarters. And it was right around 17 grand. And that's with everything. Now what she has working for her that we don't is the printer that she's using and on her model is way cheaper than what we get to get at. So um, it's, it's probably like three, $4,000 cheaper for her to print books. In Canada, because the printer that they use is close, and so she said she could pick up the books from there. She skips, ah. she skips part of that shipping that you get charged to get the books shipped to you to be able to ship them out to backers. Um, huh, so, maybe I'll
0: look into. I mean, I would drive for the day if it was cheaper.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that either. I would do the same thing, but like we, the, the the vast majority of printers that are close to here that when we did looking for Elvis are they're all they don't print comics. So you have to find one that print that will print what your medium is, um, and right. and the weird thing about that also is that when when we're looking at cost, we're trying to do it for as cheap as we can. Yeah,
2: and we're also right. trying
1: to and we're also trying to pay everybody who works on the book fairly, a, except for us. And and like people don't think about that. We don't. We're not. We're getting books from it. That's what we get. Um, that's our reward for doing the book. Um, and. And that means paying your artist fairly. And like her artist estimation fee was a hundred bucks. And we got guys doing pencil, inking and coloring for a hundred bucks a page. That's kind of not fair to, to both the artists. Right, on, but that's, on the, uh, but to order.
0: be fair, that's also, I mean, that could be, you know, I don't know what her deals are exactly with people. So who's to say,
1: no, 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 she just had it on. I'm not, I'm not judging what she's got. What I'm yeah. trying to say, what I'm trying to say is like, for a hundred bucks, it's not awful, but no. that's just her base, like yeah. what her her
0: model was. Well, it's also a nice roundable. It's an easy multiplier Correct. that people
1: understand. Correct. So like, so like, it's not it's not necessarily fair to an artist who's doing that much work. Is what I'm trying to let people in on is is the fact that if an artist is penciling, inking, coloring your book, like a hundred bucks is is not super great for that. So try and give them a little yeah. more, you know. And, and, that, and that's time.
2: Yeah, yeah. with the business part of it, so much of that is hard to talk about because I mean no one wants to talk about finances or I mean no one wants to hear, hey, you know what? Like I'm broke as (laughs) hell. But talking about how much, you know, let's say someone makes on a book or how much it costs to make a book, that's stuff that's very hard to discuss. I definitely imagine so and I feel like Ultimately, we have the storytelling part down pat, but the 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 finances of it all, like the the money aspect, is something I feel like that's the next big hurdle, or one of the big hurdles, I should say. That's not that it's solely on that, but that is really difficult. Because, like I said, you want to pay somebody fairly, but that also means then if you're doing Kickstarter or even let's say you're doing an indie book. You know, publish out of your own house, like, and it also drives up the cost of the book. And it's all got to go somewhere. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, no you're right. No, you're right. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and like, and like you said, most people don't want to talk about it because it's uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable situation to talk about. But it's something that I feel and that Bobby feels like with us as creators that, that you have to talk about and get out in the open in the opening phases of pitching to this artist or whatever. Because when we were doing the first thing we did together, we had one guy offer us a page rate that we knew we couldn't afford so it was like well maybe we can do it because because we split it down the middle but it was it was you know like 150 or so something like that right around there like i'm not going to call the person out or whatever it was like right around that amount though 150 so we figured at 75 bucks a page each what this is going to cost then we're like nah <laughs> like so that's what you have to do is determine what's in your budget what what's not if you can't afford it then you don't get it because yeah. there's like there's a guy the other the other day that was talking about uh hiring a comic colorist for for three dollars a page and you have to be hungry i was like well you don't get a flatter for three bucks a page that's yeah not, yeah that's just not fair to your flatter so you just don't get one then you get a colorist who's willing to do both jobs and pay them a little more that's you have to you have to work with what you got and if you ain't got it then i guess you're doing a black and white comic and that's yeah. the way you got to look at it you know and there's nothing wrong with that but the problem is that the perception is that we can get stuff cheaper by like offering people lower rates, and that's not necessarily fair sometimes in this industry because people, some people are trying to pay their bills doing this. Work. Yeah,
2: and a lot of people are trying to pay their bills, and Correct. I that's it's tough. And I think that's from a podcaster and as a fan and as like a reader and all this like seeing you know people tell their stories, you know. And again, you're on Twitter a lot. You you. No, we don't have to necessarily mention anybody by name, but you know you'll hear these stories of things like that and just how rough it is. You know, even that's with, of course, um, hopefully a steady, you know, job like a nine to five. they didn't do this. Like it's, I least least say this: unless somebody is like super wildly problematic, or at least on a general level, I mostly respect anybody who does this because it is not and again a far from me to say because i'm not even making books per se but hats off to anyone who's willing to do this type of work because my god like it's <laughs> like as much as you guys have been really putting out the work and you know putting out this comic i'd imagine again it's not easy you guys said you've been stressed that takes a lot to even admit <laughs> well
0: because i no, mean it's like, i mean part of the stress though is because you believe in the project and you believe in the in the people involved and you just you're so excited to get the book out there and like you know to to set like a goal that you think is fair for all and and you know moving forward with it and then all the you know and then you don't get there you're clear sniffing around it it's frustrating and stressful and because you know you want the book you want this thing to see the light of day you know and and that, because that's what that's what creators want they want their ideas to to be seen you know so but we'll, i mean we'll figure it out man i mean like we, we're already kind of talking about like plan b in case this doesn't work out but i mean i don't think anybody's willing to throw in the towel as of yet you know
1: no, oh, we're not at that point. Nor should it. you. I, I think there's still a chance for it to get funded, uh, and a, a really good chance. It's just got to get people behind it. And uh, that means more people seeing it, more people like you who said they like 80s. They like these things. So I started to stress the 80s in the book because that's a big part of it is the setting. Um, the 80s is almost a character in the book, pretty much. You know, I, I hate to say it like that. When people say, oh, the city is a character in the book, it, it kind of is in this book. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's the fact of the, the time period they're in. Some of the terminology they use, like uh, Samantha says in one part, she says maybe that kid's a hard body. You don't hear anybody say that in 2018. Nobody uses <laughs> the word hard body in 2018. Um, you Sorry, I started thinking about
2: the actual movie called Hard Bodies, and I was like, was. oh,
1: that- yeah, that was. So that, that the idea that, but they said that in the 80s. People said that shit. Uh, so, like, you have to think about the slang of the time that you're in when you're writing that kind of thing. So, she says that because it's funny and it tells you that you're in 1986. It tells you where you are. It tells you you're right. not in, you're no longer in 2018. You just jumped in a DeLorean and headed back to a monster filled city in 1986. It's true.
2: God, that sounds like such a fun ride. I Like, wait, I get to ride a DeLorean and don't have to be in this trash bag of a year?
1: awesome it's true it's, it's true, true. It's true. And, and and they're werewolves there adrian and, well, see, and
2: mm, that can and go and either
1: vampires. way and vampires <laughs> and, and 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 like Frankenstein monsters reanimated golem type guys and uh and uh gill and uh well gill people will will we'll make them equal opportunity because we wanted them to be both uh and there's all kinds of cool stuff in the book uh but that's what we wanted to do with it was just have all these really cool things and part of the idea for expansion, like you were talking about with world building was the stories of these monster gangs. Uh, at, like, cause this one focuses on the werewolves, but that's just where we wanted to focus to start off with. And, and then possibly doing an anthology where people tell stories about the other monster gangs, like the glampires, like their leader looks kind of like grace Jones. So I think that that's dope because like, there's people that saying that they really love that character, but she doesn't have a super prominent role in this story. But if what we're doing gives you an idea to tell a story, we'd like to give you the opportunity to tell that story in an anthology because we wanted to open up the world and bring it to other creators, too. It wasn't just something we wanted to do and then leave on our own. We wanted to possibly open it up for anthology submissions about these different characters in the world because it's interesting to to collaborate on that level with other creators because they might see things from perspectives that we don't see.
2: Which is why I feel like this story, even if, let's say, for instance, this doesn't work out in this format, or maybe in this in a, this form of presentation, it's still worth telling because there's so much <clears throat> to mine from, and there's so much to kind of pull from, even less from, like, maybe a pop culture standpoint.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. You guys
2: clearly are, like, so amped about this, and I think that's why even though like i I really hope this gets funded but it's still an idea that i think is worth kind of putting out there in some form
0: we're working on it man like that's what i'm saying so if we can't get this thing funded then we're gonna try to do it through you know single issues or kind of go from there so and and maybe try and publish
1: it somewhere or something like that because uh, not for nothing though
2: you'll do something that not even universal studios could do because remember what was that they tried to like bring back all like the what was it like the dark universe? The dark, Arco, yeah, like the the dark, yeah. mummy. Yeah,
0: you know what? That mummy film was pretty terrible. It could have been better. <laughs> uh, pretty Kevin terrible?
2: I, That's so gracious of you. Like, you're much more diplomatic than I am.
0: Kevin and I talked about this at length. I think if they would have made the connection stronger between um tom cruise and that lady then you would have had a you would have a romantic
1: film. lead yeah yeah, the romantic lead. He there just,
0: was yeah he just met her and then he's like i'm gonna do all this stuff for her. like that doesn't fit your character brock because you'd sell out anybody to get where you're going but that if that's your ex-wife then i'm in or if that's your estranged wife i'm buying it a little bit more but like yeah
2: yeah that would have been that would have been a sweet angle Not just, see that would have been really cool i would have bought into that yeah, yeah but
0: like see, I mean, yeah, we talk about this stuff. Yeah. It's just some skirt, then I'm not buying that, you know what I'm saying? Like,
2: <laughs> But by the same token, though, know, like, a lot of that world building, it's it's you know, it's subtle, it's small, and every, I, I've been saying this for the last 10 years, so many companies wanted to do what, let's say, Marvel did. And not with realizing... Their yeah, yeah, with their
1: movie franchises, yeah, I see what you're
2: interesting. Yeah. You know, they talked about, okay, the hint of a bigger universe was made at the very end after the credits after the very first time. yeah, it, was. mm-hmm. it wasn't what, four years later? yeah, Five years almost? Until that actually happened. And even then, there was still a very, very big chance it could not have worked.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: so, I don't I, I think don't, don't
1: so. Fall... Go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, you're talking at the same time. I'm sorry. My I'm, bad. sorry. I'm
2: just saying, it's, just, it's something that takes time. So even in this case, as far as like, you know, to put it in the context of Chase the Moon, you know, the seeds are already there, but, you know, it's not necessarily like if it doesn't happen all at once, maybe that actually works because doing it maybe piecemeal, kind of establishing different parts and then kind of building that common thread in the background. I feel personally like, you know, feel, feel free to disagree. I think that actually would even be even more worth it because that way you kind of already have like, if make one step, you're on solid ground, like, you're step, you're still on solid ground, and as you keep going, it's like, all right, cool, I have my feet firmly planted.
0: Yeah, you that have way- to, these things, yeah, these world-building things have to be slowly done. I remember seeing Spider-Man 2, where they just mentioned Doctor Strange. I don't know if you remember, like, they're trying to name this guy with the arms, you know, they're in J. Jonah Jameson's office, and they're like, what if we call him this, and how about Doctor Strange? And then he went, no, there's one of those already. Even at, at one I was like, that's the coolest thing in the whole wide world because it's 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 gradual and natural. Like when a movie studio comes out before the first film's even done and says, yeah, this is going to be part of a, a collective universe
1: that we're going to do with movies.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that. Like, you, yeah, so, I
1: already checked out. Like you yes. maybe showed me what the first thing you're doing. Yeah, slow your roll. At least make, make the first thing good. But <laughs> then, see, we, we, we can talk about when they do it right too because Bob and I talked about how much we love Kong Skull Island. It's a great yeah, fucking like film. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's done really well. They build into like this monster world really well. It's really well done. Um, and people who say, oh, I hated Kong Skull Island, I'm like, man, you're fucking crazy, dude. You got everything you came to that movie for. It was, a, got good pop- it was a good popcorn flick. Yeah! Yeah, you got you got giant monsters fighting you got john c riley being john c riley you got you got a giant monkey like beating up squid and stuff like i i, I got everything i came for and yeah. then some i agree at, at the end of it right. like and and with the mummy i was like all right i came for this creepy mummy chick cuz i think she'd be awesome as the mummy in the future films i came to see tom cruise get his ass kicked okay that happened a few times um but not enough. Uh, and then like the story was just kind of flat. It was like, we're just going to build up all this stuff around this. It wasn't even as, it wasn't even as good as like the Brendan Fraser m- mummy movie.
2: Well, that's the thing. What were these characters like between the mummy and the invisible man? Once they, I guess, got to an inevitable team up, what were they supposed to do? No, no. Were they supposed to be fighting like a Jekyll? Like what was the idea? Were they supposed to fight like, was this supposed to be like a League of Extraordinary
0: Gentlemen kind of thing? I, I think. Well, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise's character was clearly there to stop the mummy from doing whatever she was doing. And, oh, so
2: he wasn't even like the Coulson kind of like the you know bridge and the gap between each of the.
0: Because like they captured her at one point, and like she was in that like that cell thing or whatever. But then she free. I don't know, man. Like it just there was a lot going on. But anyway, <laughs> but but um, but yeah um you know man we're just trying to make these books and we're trying to make this stuff happen and it's just you know dude i don't know man like I, who knows who knows but it's exciting as well as should be like
1: well i mean we got to do metal shark bro and that was and that was awesome and we weren't expecting to do that we weren't yeah. expecting yeah
2: that was one of those books like i didn't realize i needed that until it happened <laughs>
0: it's not too late
2: i I really wish i had had you on when that was coming out and we could still talk about
0: it at a later date you can talk about about it right well we could talk about it at a later date because we're going on almost an hour here so yeah um so i kind of want to wrap this up but we can um yeah, uh, I don't even know what we're talking about or where we're going, but I guess this is what happens when like three podcasters just start podcasting, looking <laughs> <laughs> at each other like things get confused.
2: <laughs> well, no, like I feel like I, from what I've gathered, is you know, obviously, you, even though you're still stressed out, like you still you know believe in his book, the story, these elements hundred percent, and. It's still worth
0: going after. Oh, no, it totally is. Like, that's, that's the whole thing, Adrian. Like, comics in itself as a, as a medium is still worth going after. Like, I've never made a dime made doing comics. And I've been doing this since 2008. But I do it because I love storytelling and I love the medium. So, like, I'm not going to stop now. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would I stop now? I'm finally starting to have fun and do projects that I want to do and work with people that I want to work with. So, it's like... I'm in this just for the for the fun, you know?
2: Yeah, and the fact that we're in a place where at least overall, I mean, there's still a lot of work to be done. You know, so many creators I've talked to, and something that one of the themes that constantly is carried over is the fact that the ability to do this didn't exist, you know, a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And I think that's something that can never be overstated is that we live in a, you know, horrifying time, but also an also very, you know, inspiring time creatively because there's so many people that are just either, whether it be comic books that no one would have thought of or musicians collaborating that you never would have saw, you know, a while ago. Like people at this point like, look, we just want to make good art. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe that just sounds way too positive for its own good, but by the same token.
0: Yeah, but the thing, though, is it, know, doesn't, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to. Like, that's, and that's the kind of beauty of Kickstarter, and that's the beauty of, I mean, this digital and kind of modern age that we live in. Like, if you want to do a podcast, you and your friend wanted to do a podcast, you guys got together and said, Hey, we should do a podcast. So what'd you do? Like you went out and you bought the equipment and you bought some software, and congratulations, you're a podcaster. Um, you know, if you're a comic book creator and you want to make books, um, all you need to do is try to find your audience and have the disposable capital to make these books. and that's where Kickstarter comes in now there are there is some blowback, of course, because you have like you know your You know, your comics gate, alt-right bullshit assholes making these books that, you know, that are are cruel and kind of mean-spirited and and somewhat dicky to, you know, large groups of people that objectify women, objectify minorities, and that kind of sucks, but I mean – for guys that aren't doing that and gals that aren't doing that, they can just make the kind of books they want to make. And there is no, you know, there is no, uh, barrier. There's, yeah. There's no one standing at the door going, yeah, I'm sorry. You can't come in here. Like this is, this isn't for you. Like go to a comic show, like go to a comic con and just see all the people making books and the various amounts of books that are they're making and the various genres. It's crazy, but it's amazing. You know, and, and that's why, and and that's the neat part about it to me. You know, I read a book like I picked up a book like what was that the the mono el destino about like the the, the luchador yeah, yeah the luchador, luchador wrestler I picked it up at Heroes last year and I was like this is fantastic like why a publisher doesn't want this is completely beyond me but like
1: I don't know it's a great book yeah, yeah it's I, I great love that book. jason gonzalez is the guy who does it isn't it It goes by jay gonzo that book's great and yeah. uh it's one of my favorite books it's got like these weird kirby color schemes and he's got like a very like old school style to the way he draws the character uh right. it feels like reading a comic book from when you're a kid so uh, el men Destin- uh, del destino is an amazing book um, it's all about mexican wrestlers yeah, the whole thing is, like, his, it's the, like, soap opera that goes on with him trying to become the championship wrestler because he is the man of destiny. It's his destiny to become the champion.
0: It's wrestler. fucking great. That's, <laughs> oh,
1: it's dope. <laughs> like, and it starts I, off when he's a really killer.
0: It and it's just some guy making comics because he wants to do it. And that's the beauty of this medium, and that's the beauty of this time that we're living in is, like, I have stories to tell. I'm going to tell them the best way that I can. And sometimes you succeed and you find like a diamond in the rough. And sometimes you read bullshit, crappy books, but you know what though? I'll sit through a bullshit, crappy book. If you can, you know, pitch it to me well at your table. Yeah. You know, if you make it sound like it's something that I want to do and something that I need to be a part of, then I'm in, but that's neither here nor there, but whatever. But Adrian, man, thank you so much for coming on dude like this. I feel like we could talk for hours and more hours. (laughs)
2: No, thank you guys, and I appreciate it, and thank you for allowing me to ramble and sound way too, you know, I don't know, I just get really excited about this kind of thing, and as much as comics can feel like a drag, you know, once you just kind of start talking about it, you're like, man, like, I really enjoy this, you know, much like I love music, like, I have so many of these things I'm passionate about, and anybody who's wanted to give me a platform other than I want to kind of... You to know, talk about some of that. I'm super picky as a love.
0: So. No, that's great. I mean, like, let's we can have you on uh, soon. Like anytime we need a guest, you're gonna become our fallback guy. That'll be awesome. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll yeah, do nice the pop
2: culture catch up with it. Yeah, yeah. Lee, Majors.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah like, well, Lee Majors. That's right. Yeah. You can Adrian,
2: just. And Adrian, and that's why I have no friends. Like, I'm 34, making Lee Majors references. Well, yeah, the so who the hell am I?
0: <laughs> but Kevin and I were both like, yeah, Lee Majors. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You jump- alienated whatever audience you had. Like,
0: yeah. you Dude, I love the Fall I Guy. Like I, The Fall Guy. I've Kevin and I, have even told Kevin, like, we should do, like, a Fall Guy comic. And he's like, well, you know, something similar. And he's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian might jump a tall building or Tarzan jump a vine. Dude, Lee Majors was so famous, they let him sing the fucking theme song of the Fall Guy. Was like, that, like- that him
1: singing it? <laughs> yes. That was him? No. Yes. I had no idea. Yeah, he's sitting in the damn what I
2: need right now in my life, and whoever's listening, you can take this idea. Put my (laughs) name in the credits. What I want is a Macmillan and wife comic. Let's get this done.
1: (laughs) 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 Thank you so much, Adrian. You're amazing. (laughs)
0: You're very welcome.
1: We love you, man. I love you. A.K. You like family. You You're welcome on the pod anytime. When you have an opening, let us know. Yeah, you're like
2: well, come 2019, we're um we're doing things a little bit differently but i'll talk to you about that behind the scenes i'm not but, holding my okay, breath thanks so. for letting me um uh...
0: <laughs> that was a joke see
2: that's sounded wrong now that it just sounds like oh god like
0: <laughs> we're never coming on your show i know that's never happening but you know whatever we don't need you we got oh, our own show we, go... we, we got we our own we got our own show nobody listens to <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's listening? You made it to season two, man. It's true, it's true. That's just you
1: know what? That's just attrition. That, that's just perseverance. <laughs> that's not. It. That's just. That's just us grinding it out for seventy people. It's much like our Kickstarter existence. It's hey, man, we're whatever. gonna bug you until you listen to the podcast. So
2: hey, but those seventy people though, every week or every month, however long you post, they love, love them, and you know what? That seventy people, I I will live and die for. There you go. That's uh, yeah. The,
0: that's a great attitude to have, man. That's why you're going to come on again and talk some more pop culture with us. (laughs) Adrian, thank you so much for coming on. We'll have you on again soon. Thanks a lot, guys. was adrian what's adrian's last name does he have king. a last name adrian king. king from adrian has issues solid guy if anybody listens to that and can tell me what it's actually about uh, i would be uh, remiss and i would appreciate
1: it greatly because i have no real clue what we I talked I think it's about. about podcasting comics and and the idea of mediums and and movies and and things in media in general and how to uh, world build etc Yeah I don't know it was
0: odd but it worked and it was I funny.
1: think I'm making shit up though too you, are. So, you know I- I'm really not 100%
0: sure what we talked about, but I enjoyed it. and hope I to, enjoyed the conversation. Yeah. yeah, and hopefully you did too, and that's kind of what we're going for here. There's not a lot of structure, but it, it was a good time, and Adrian's a good dude. And let's do his pod. Adrian has issues. That's He seems like a good cat. This it's my, a great pod, yeah. Yeah, this was my first time interacting with him in person, just not on tweets. And uh, that was awesome, man. So thank you very much, uh, Adrian. We really appreciate it and uh, and I guess we'll be back
1: soon next week, probably, and, and since we have some time left, uh back chase the moon, yes. Cause we all have children to feed yes, and it is the holidays and we, and we expect the Christmas miracle. We need We needed it the, it's a wonderful life ending. We don't need the bad ending.
0: Like the, like the, the we want to get our wings and we want to get this book made. And yes. the only way I can think of it is to get it done. And again, thank you so much for listening. We'll probably do like one more episode before the year's out and then we'll come back in January, nice and strong. Uh, so Kevin and I may just do like a year in board bros review or something, but uh, we'll be back. In a, in a week, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the word Bros podcast, the wordbros dot com.